breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty. Mornings on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel. Mike and McCarty in studio with Dr. Philip Roseman, education advocate in Shreveport, Bossier. Done more than uh, than we can go into right now, but uh, the latest venture that you're heavily involved with is the Louisiana Key Academy. Yeah, Mike. And in bringing that to Shreveport, there is one in Baton Rouge and the North Shore. And okay, and the North Shore, New Orleans. Right. So. I just think this is a, a, a wonderful idea. My children, as far as I know, are not dyslexic, but it's a school focusing specifically on dyslexic children. Yeah, getting to the, the, the big picture here in Louisiana and really across across the country, literacy is, is a, a big issue. We, we determine the number of uh, jail cells that we have by the third grade reading scores. Uh, it's... Um, Wait, literacy. What we determine in in our country, uh, the, as we look at the future of how many jail cells we'll need, we look at the third grade reading scores. That's how they determine. Whoa! Uh, so it is a huge issue. This is, uh, you know, why one of the reasons I think this is important to have this academy because dyslexic children take a great deal of work to be able to get. Uh, to where they can read well. And if they get lost in the system and don't get the help that they need and they end up not being able to read despite going through all the way through school, then there's certainly the group that's going to have trouble uh, finding meaningful employment. So this is a real opportunity to take care of children uh, who uh, in the past oftentimes, you know, just got lost in the system uh, this is this is a specialized school for those children. In dyslexia, my my limited knowledge of it is it is is it more than just the letters are backwards kind of thing? Yeah, Explain it's a, lo- a little bit about what it is. It's a lot more. It's it's um, uh, really uh, difficulty reading, writing, speaking, um, uh, even math uh, difficulties that don't match your IQ. So you may have a very significant IQ, but simply, uh, you know, can't read. Because the way your brain because processes the way you're, that information. Exactly. The, you have to learn a different way of how to process. So it's a different way to teach. Uh, and so it's a different way than the basic, uh, what we do in a, a generally in a classroom. So they need extra help. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Louisiana Key Academy is like the MD Anderson of cancer, Louisiana Key Academy to Dyslexia. It's a specialty school that focuses on that. We get the best teachers at, uh, uh, on that, uh, and they're all in kind of one place. Uh, and it, it's a really a great idea, I think, uh, for what is a large group of people. I, I, when I started doing this, I had no idea uh, that dyslexia was so common. But there are so many of my friends and acquaintances names you'll know that you found uh, out that later. i found out yeah uh, they come up to me later and say Doc- dyslexia doctor is it too late to enroll no school? not at all this is the time to enroll mm-hmm. i think 
you know, it's it's hard getting started with things a lot of times in Shreveport and getting the word out. But now we've got the building built. We're going to have the ribbon cutting. Uh, yeah, you've got the ribbon cutting tomorrow. Yeah, and, and generally speaking, it takes a, a couple of years to get a school up and going. We got a school up and going in less than one year. And you're at the old Arthur Circle. That's Baltimore. right. Yeah, it's it's a 261 Arthur Avenue, mm-hmm. uh, and um, it's today from 1030 to 12. It's today. today okay. Tomorrow, I'm okay. sorry. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah Tuesday. T- Tuesday, 1030 to 12, um, and it'll be a lot of fun, and um, uh, we'll just get school kind of kicked off. And if somebody's listening, they don't have to live in this district for their child to be able to uh, benefit from this school to attend. No, it can be anywhere in northwest Louisiana. So Bossier, Webster, DeSoto. The one in Baton Rouge serves 12 uh, parishes. Uh, so I, I think it, it, it serves a, you know, a great number of folks that uh, you know really need that service. And oftentimes families will make the drive or buy a little house in Caddo. But mm-hmm. you don't have to be from Caddo Parish. Uh, to avail yourself uh, of the school. K through 4 this year. K through 4, add a grade every year. Okay. Uh, we'll get up to an 8th grade, definitely, and mm-hmm. then from there decide whether or not more is done. But most of this work really is going to be in the early elementary years. That's when you can actually really make a difference. What uh, if my kid gets to my first progress report and we see that this child is struggling and dyslexia might be the problem. Can I still enroll then? Yes, absolutely. It's um, that's actually I think one of the more common things that happen is as you start the year, you begin to see that your child's struggling uh, with reading or writing or um, of those skills, uh, and 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 you can at any time uh, be checked out. We we do the testing for free. It's uh, it's an expensive test. Uh, but we do it for free in order to determine, you know, whether a uh, child has dyslexia or not. There's something that was passed in the legislature this year that's going to make a monumental difference. It'll be uh, every child in kindergarten will be tested for dyslexia starting probably in 2025 by the time all this gets on. But What does that test involve? Can you kind of describe it? It's 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 just a series of of questions that kind of get to the uh, whether or not they may have some components of dyslexia um, I'm not an expert in okay. uh, in those tests uh, I just I know that uh, that's something that we've uh, for a long time didn't know how to check for and now with the testing we're able to check more children to see if they they need more specialized care and that that can come in the uh, in the parachool systems too, mm-hmm. but identifying people that have the problem is important, uh, so that something can be done different about how you teach them. Now mm-hmm. you mentioned the parachool system. This is not a private academy, is it? This, is no. this part of the public school system? Is there a fee involved for parents? This is. There's no tuition. It's a charter school. It's a, ch- okay. it's a school choice a charter school. Um, therefore, the state uh, is the charter. The state Bessie Board is the charter of the school, and um, and um, it can it's free. There's no tuition. That's what's different about private school. And what's important about charter schools is that uh, that oftentimes people have choice 
my children had choice. They could have gone to private schools. They could have gone to uh, other schools. But oftentimes there are a lot of people that don't have choice. Uh, and this gives them a choice of going, going to get specialized care uh, for their child in dyslexia at no cost to them. I'm seeing your, again, the ribbon cutting tomorrow, an open house tomorrow from 4 to 6. And so anybody can come tour the property and, and take a look, right? Right. And it's uh, and then the ribbon cutting and same thing, anybody can come tour the property from okay. 1030 to, uh, to 12. Wonderful. Thanks for coming in. Thank you so much for you having bet. me. Dr. Philip Roseman in with Mike and McCarty, 101.7 FM. Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. I don't know when you came in. You came in earlier than I do. But the I-20 was a mess. Oh. I ended up, I, I kind of slipped off. I come on, I, I come on I-20 on uh, 49 there. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as I came around that huge ramp that was so high, um, I saw all the lights. So I got off that lake shore and kind of slipped around it a little bit. Okay. And then, and then came back in and it was, and it was cleared. But from what I understand, it's like shut down now while they're trying to clean that up. Yeah. West, it, is it westbound or eastbound? Both. It's it, both it, yeah. It, and yeah. The, the truck wrecked eastbound, but it spilled the its cargo load all over westbound that they're having to clean up with a scooper and a big dump truck. They have, I've never seen this before. They have a dumpster on the freeway. They brought a dumpster on the freeway to pick up the mess. Wow. They brought, that means they're going to be there a while. They brought portable lights that they set up on the freeway. They brought in a bulldozer on the freeway. Wow. To pick up. There are pallets out there. We believe it's produce of some sort. I, I think it's those little plastic things of like blueberries is from, from I, what I could see. I could have had my protein shake right yeah, there yeah, on I the freeway. Yeah, I could have right there and got you some blueberries. Oh, man. Yeah, they were they were crews. They were cleaning up. It was a mess. Now, this is, if, if you are planning to head I-20, it's right at before you get Turn Avenue, if you're heading west, it's between Lakeshore and Greenwood Road exit. Right. Yes. Right there. Right. And it is both sides of the freeway because I mean it looks like they took out the median wall too. I mean that the the whatever it w- was came over the wall into the westbound lanes. Right. I think the truck rolled over and then the the you know the big part of the truck just spilled into the westbound lane and part of the truck just exploded too right i mean you i took some pictures i'm trying to get the pictures in our system but um it's a mess it's going to be up there a while i don't know if anyone was hurt yet i'm trying to get in touch with the police folks um and i you know the funny thing is the dotd has cameras all up on the freeway and i thought let me look at the cameras and see what it looks like up there and, you know, I've got the cameras on I-20 at Industrial, at Common Street, at I-49. The one at Lakeshore Drive is out. Yeah, it's 
<laughs> so the one we need, the one we need this morning, that camera is out. So for what it's worth, they need to fix that camera. But um, and it may have, you know, who knows? It, who knows how long it's been out? But truck may have taken it out. It could be that could be could have flung some blueberries up in there and got it messed up. I don't know. <laughs> but it, there's wooden pallets all over the place. They had clean it, clean See, up crews. When I went by, it didn't look that bad. Oh, but it's maybe rough. I, maybe was, I, I got lucky. And like I say, I got off. And I went kind of down the lakeshore exit mm-hmm. and then came back right before Greenwood Road. When I show you my pictures, you'll go, whoa, yeah. that, it is did a mess. Did you stop and take pictures or did you no, do it as you I did a, by? Well, we were only creeping by. So I rolled yeah. down my window and I was creeping by. And, I call, of course, the police officers are looking at you when you're not supposed to have your phone out while you're right. driving. But, um, you know, I'm just creeping by and I'm just snapping pictures as I'm going along. It's um, the The picture's look it looks awful i mean it's awful everything there's stuff everywhere on the roadway yeah. you know i was dodging whatever it was out there they hadn't got it wow. all out i must i just i missed all that it ruben when you came in was it still flowing they oh were yeah still rolling through i mean yeah they were rolling through the inside lanes were still closed both both ways because i got a call from uh fletch saying that they stopped and he couldn't get through and he may not make it in time to get here for you know oh, wow. sports so they stopped them. They they had them stopped. So I think now it's just blocked while they're doing the uh, dumpster and the bulldozer. Yeah, I mean, the they cleanup. literally put a dumpster on the interstate. I have never seen that. Usually <laughs> wow. they'll put it off on the shoulder or something. No, they have a dumpster in a lane of traffic. Thought, so they can wow. get that stuff cleared out. They're just dumping it in it, getting it wow. as quickly as they can. They're trying to, I'm sure they were rushing to get it open for the morning drive, but that's not going to happen. It was a lot of mess. Wow. I'm praying nobody was seriously hurt because yes. it looked like a ugh, it looked nasty. But anyway, we'll still uh, a big mess there. We'll find out. We'll hear mm-hmm. from the police department officials and we'll uh, we'll pass that information along. You bet. Speaking of officials, uh, Shreveport Mayor Tom Arsenault will be joining us after the top of the hour, uh, talking about the proposed changes to Mardi Gras mm-hmm. coming up. One 10- Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. I want to find out what the latest is on the camera system mm-hmm. from Blue Line Solutions. It's ready to go for tomorrow. Right. And yeah. I, but I, I want to find out, are they, are they still planning on doing all the school zones in the city? They can't do them all. Like like they told us, they can't do them on the state highways. The state a, highways. Right. right. Um, I don't live on a state highway, they're, though. They're planning to. I oh. think they're planning to um, ultimately get to all Because, Aaron, them. I have sat and watched people, okay, going through, and our street's mm-hmm. kind of wide. Right. It's a little bit wider than uh, the a, a regular. It's almost... Four-laned, mm-hmm. almost four-laned. And I've watched people pass somebody who's doing the speed limit right. in a school zone, and they've gone around them mm. during the middle of the operating school well, zone. Well, they'll be coming. I'm just warning you, starting tomorrow, those school zone cameras will be up and going in many schools, school districts in uh, Shreveport. And yes. they're not going to pull you over. You're going to get a ticket in the mail. And then you're going to have so many days to pay it um, before you could be facing, you know, even stiffer fines. So just know that they did not discontinue the Blue Line Solutions program. They've, they're ramping it up. And Blue Line's opening, supposedly opening up a local office. 
Are they going to have more people for appeal hearings, and et cetera? But, yeah, the Blue Line Solution cameras will be on and going tomorrow. tomorrow. Now, I don't know if there's going to be a um, grace period for the beginning of school. I don't know that. Um Shouldn't when they, be. Shouldn't be. And no. when they first started the program, they had a grace period. But now now we all know school's starting tomorrow. The lights will be flashing. Slow your butt down. 101.7 FM. Let's get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 101.7 FM and 710 Kiel. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. I was watching, and I haven't I haven't delved into it too deeply yet, but um, I was looking at the um, city council's work session yesterday, and they called um, the Comcast company on the carpet. Really? Uh, they yeah, and it, I think it was Tabitha Taylor, Councilwoman Taylor, asked for a Comcast representative to be at the meeting. And she said she gets numerous complaints from residents about poor service, slow service, and inability to access, you know, the company and all that. And so they had a guy, and I... and I Now, when you say poor service, you mean, like, calling the company? Um, no, poor service at home. I mean, you, oh, when okay. your internet drops out or your okay. television service drops out, and that they were really wanting to see, you know, what are you doing to improve your service? And he got up and he spoke, and I'm sorry I don't have his name. I'll hopefully we'll get some comments from him uh, for tomorrow. But this he, is a Comcast uh, representative. Comcast rep gets okay. up, and obviously he was summoned to the meeting. They don't just show up, right. you know. It's like come here <laughs> right. and uh, let we, me see if they talk about yeah. me today. <laughs> he uh, so he did. He showed up, and you know he got up and gave his little spiel. Now he linked a lot of the problems to the storm. You know that when when power sure, goes out right. to two hundred thousand people, obviously we have issues as well. What I found interesting was um, they asked, "Well, what about people that they want you know credit on their bill? You know, if they paid for Comcast service and it was out for a certain length of time?" And he said something to the effect of, um, "We can credit you, but you need to call in to get credit to get your credit." And I'm like, you know, when our service was out, just credit our bill. Mm-hmm. And then he made some comment like, well, I'll give you all my business card and you can call me like like special people can call me and I'll credit the bills. And I'm like, no, everybody should be treated the same. If you know we were out of service, because I've been hearing a lot of people and they posted on these neighborhood pages. And um, now I, I preface that by saying I've been a longtime Comcast customer back to when it was Time Warner. I mean, a longtime mm-hmm, customer. Mm-hmm. Um, but people have been bashing the company over and over on social media. I have their Wi-Fi service. Mm-hmm. And people complain about the slow service. They complain about getting in touch with customer service and sitting on hold forever, um, getting somebody that can barely speak English. Um, and so he, he came up and he said, we are trying to do better. And they asked about, well, do you help cut trees down that are around your lines? They said, no, that's really, we just lease the, the lines out from other companies. They're in charge of maintaining the trees around them. We just lease the use of the lines anyway. So I found it interesting that they, 
it's gotten to the point now where some city council members are getting a lot of complaints. Hmm. And the thing is, the that's the city's franchise. I mean, they're the, the city's cable service provider, and they bid for that, and they have won the bid over and over again. And see, that's – I don't understand that concept. Mm-hmm. Why can't Tommy's Cable Company come in and go, hey, I provide this service, and I'll do it cheaper? Like Bozier has what? Is it Suddenlink? Free Enterprise. Could Suddenlink come in Why and provide – Why is there only one service provider – that's the available way available for any given market. I, I don't understand that. I don't understand it, that either. And I, you know, I think a, I mean, I don't care if it's a public utility or not. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, if, you know, you only have Swepco, but that's the thing. Breeds some, quality. Some of those public services or whatever you call public utilities, you they have a franchise fee that they pay to the city in order to have the rights to provide to your residents. And so, we get a franchise fee from Comcast, from Swepco and other folks. Um, well, so what? And that's how, how it's fair done. Is that? Uh, well, you We're a multi-billion to... dollar company, so we can afford this franchise fee. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, you know, small cable company right. can't afford to do that. Or I, I don't know. I just don't think that's fair. I don't well, think that's, that's a, the been, right way to do business. They've been doing it like that for a long, long time. But it was Does that make it right? Nope. But they've it was, been done it just right. Well, so I know. what? Change the way you do business. Your problem is your small companies can't afford to lease all these lines. I mean, to lease all the the cable lines and install new – because Comcast is not going to go, yeah, go ahead, use our lines. We'll let you. That's not going to happen. You're going to have to put up your own lines. that's not their lines, apparently. They're leasing the lines. Yeah, but they have to run cable all through all that. And it's like you have to run your – you have to re-cable the whole city. You're not not making a compelling argument. I I understand. (laughs) I don't know the gist of it either. There may be a reason that I don't understand. All I know is it was interesting to see that they got called on the carpet after what I've seen is years of people griping about Comcast – well, the council's getting involved. They're like, let's see what y'all are doing. Right. Have you made improvements? Are you are you beefing up your service? Because we got more people on the internet now, lots more than we did ten years ago. I may ask the mayor that. What? I don't think he's well, ready for that one. I know, yet. right? <laughs> he is going to talk to us about the uh, upcoming proposed changes for Mardi Gras. Oh boy, uh, a lot of people are not happy. Mm-hmm. But uh, Mayor Arsenault will face the fire coming up just after the seven o'clock news. Mike and now more breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. I came across something kind of uh, kind of interesting. The most valuable sports franchises. Mm-hmm. Probably not a surprise if I said, who do you think tops the list? Cowboys. No. Really? No. It's oh. the Buffalo Bills. No, it's not. <laughs> You're lying. I'm lying. I'm the cowardly lion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, true. Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. I am surprised. I'm looking down this list and I'm going, Chicago Bulls are at 23, tied with the uh, the Broncos. Uh, Boston Celtics, a lot of soccer. Is mm-hmm. it Real Madrid or Real Madrid? Real. That's what mm-hmm. I thought. Thank yeah. you. Real Madrid, um, yeah, Dallas Cowboys, number one, valued, according to Forbes, $5.7 billion. Wow. Now, my daughter works in Dallas Mm -hmm. for Comstock. Okay. That's Jerry Jones's 
Oh. Um, where that's where he makes his real money. Okay. If that tells you anything. All right. She's one of Jerry's buddies. And <laughs> she said, Jerry, they, they were doing some new, uh, what, what she's doing uh, for Comstock. It's an oil and gas company. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're they're branching out, doing something. And I, 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 I'd be lying if I said I understood what she does. Um, and she goes, "Yeah, Jerry, and he he invested a billion dollars, right, of his own money for this expansion into the company." Wow, wow. So Comstock is where he makes his real money. Mm-hmm. I, the, you know, the Cowboys are, are his, his, his that's toy. his toy. Right. Exactly. It's, it's play that's toy. probably his write-off, but I don't yeah. know. You can't say he's losing money with the Cowboys. Oh, no. Not at all. Number two, the Yankees. I was going to say a New York team of some sort. Yeah. Very close at $5.25 billion. Nice. Uh, another New York team, the Knicks. Okay. The, a basket's the first basketball team yeah. on the list. Number okay. three on the list. Ahead of five, the Lakers. Uh, ahead of, yeah. Five billion. Interesting. Number four, Barcelona. Okay. Soccer. I got that. Yeah. Not, not, probably not a surprise. No. Uh, Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. Golden State Warriors. Ahead of the Lakers. Los Angeles Lakers are at seven. Okay. That's interesting. It's New very Orleans close. on there anywhere? The Saints? No. <laughs> I, I mean, No. No. It's going to be California, New I York found. teams. Uh, New England. New England, okay. The Patriots at eight. Giants at nine, which is another New York. Okay. Bayern Munich. You ever yeah, heard of that? Another big soccer team. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's a German team. Manchester. Mm-hmm. United. Liverpool. Now, you're, now then you get back into the NFL. The Rams are tied with Manchester City. Okay. Wow. So I just thought that was kind of interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. 49ers. Mm-hmm. I hadn't found the Saints yet. Um, <laughs> Keep looking. I'm still scrolling. <laughs> Mayor Tom Arsenault joining us after the local news talking about these proposed Mardi Gras changes for this upcoming Mardi Gras season. Micah McCarty, 1017FM710Keel.com. One zero one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty and on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline this morning we are honored to have your honor Shreveport Mayor Tom Arsenault joining us. Good morning, Tom. Good morning. Well, my first question is: uh, a lot of people are not happy about these proposed changes to uh, the upcoming Mardi Gras, uh, the, the two large parades, Centaur and uh, Gemini. What brought these changes about? Why, how did this get started? Uh, following the parade this year, uh, our police department raised public safety issues. The fire department raised public safety issues about the way that the parades were uh, handled and the way they went. And so we began meeting to determine ways to tighten up security. Are the contracts with Gemini and Centaur are they current? Or are they already expired? What's the status of the city's contract with those two crews? Uh, it's time to have a new contract. Okay. The big, the three big proposals are yeah. Earlier, let's, let's talk earlier about start, some people may not understand what we're talking a about. A two thirty start for both Gemini and Centaur, starting them at the Stoner at Clyde Fant, 
and then there's some discussion about moving the date of the centaur parade let's start with the earlier start 2 30 that's so the parades are over by uh, nightfall i guess correct that's correct okay is that that's at the request of the police department then that's correct okay the move to the stoner boat launch start um why is that necessary in your opinion uh, to reduce the number of police officers necessary to provide security. The route simply too long for them to man the whole route? It is. Okay. So we're, the Shreveport Police Department is 140 officers short at the moment of, of being correct. fully staffed. Who pays That's for the correct. security for the parades? Is it not the crew? No, the city pays for it. You pay for all the police overtime and all of that? For, for Centaur and, uh, for Centaur and Gemini, yes. Okay. The move of the parade, the crew of Centaur parade from the February 3rd date, um, why is that deemed necessary? There's already a parade scheduled for that day and we are not able to handle two parades in the same day with the current staffing. Why not move the other parade? Because it is always the first Tuesday in February. Okay. And has been for 35 years. Gotcha. The Centaur Parade... The first Tuesday? No, no. He didn't... First... First, It's the first Saturday in February. Okay. Okay. Sorry. I may have have misspoken, but it is the first Saturday in February. Okay. Eliminating the family zone from the parade route, is that something that's part of your proposal? No. Family zone will move. Where would the family zone go to? Between Stoner and Shreve City. Okay. Um, this is one of those things that the, the crew of Centaur, the crew of Gemini, they put a lot of time, effort, and money, and they're saying you're cutting a mile, a mile and a half out of their parade, uh, so it may not even make it worth their while to roll the parade. Or do you Do you feel like the parades could be in jeopardy with these changes? Not at all. You're not talkative today. <laughs> okay, Tom, Tom, we're not the enemy. We promise. <laughs> would you? Would you? No, I just. I, I don't. I don't believe these are. I don't believe these are. These are reasonable changes. The changes are based upon experience, not not just here, but in places like Lake Charles and Lafayette. A great deal of effort went into trying to decide this, as opposed to moving the route. Uh, there were a lot of other suggestions that were made that we thought were a whole lot more drastic and chose not to do. When you look at the numbers, and I can only imagine this is where it's all stemming from, when you look at the numbers, your reports of crime and incidents and et cetera go up dramatically after darkness. Is that accurate? That's, that's accurate. And, and and part of that is because people begin setting up and frequently begin drinking very early in the day and we would like to cut some of that out if you i know you're a lawyer and you may not want to answer this one but if you had 140 officers on staff you had a full staff um would we be talking about these changes today uh the only change that i think we would be talking about if we had a fuller staff and, and really could staff this might be the the uh, shortening of the route is there a possibility of recruiting 
off-duty officers, officers from Bossier City, uh, the sheriff. I mean, obviously, the sheriff's department is going to help. Uh, you know, other officers from other departments in the area. Is there? Could, could we uh, boost up our force that way? Um, we would be delighted for Bossier City to help sponsor the parades by providing uh, by providing officers uh, for the parades, but I don't see that happening. And uh, we already uh, use sheriffs uh, sure, to, right. to do it. So I, I, we do not see that as a viable option. What about using uh, state troopers to come in to help? Is that an option or are they too expensive? I know they charge more for their off-duty. Uh, we haven't examined that possibility, but I doubt that, that it, it is financially feasible. These are public safety issues. They're not financial issues. Okay. Um, will changes be proposed for other parades, um, Crew of Highland, any, any of the others? Are, are we just talking Gemini and Centaur at this point? Some of the changes will apply to all the parades. Ah. Like, like, like I know Crew of Highland is a really large parade. Are there proposed changes for the Crew of Highland parade, which is usually on Sunday? There will be. It's a, it's a unique situation because it comes through neighborhoods right and we have to make we will have to make some changes there as well but they are um they already they already roll during the daytime tom there's sorry mayor tom arsenault some people have said that the proposed date for centaur might even be on the date of the gemini ball um are you looking at that no, we're not looking at that. We gave we gave Centaur an option of that date or a Sunday roll on the fourth of February, uh, which would not conflict. And we also suggested that they had another date that would work that we would be consider we would be happy to consider that. Okay. The other question is coming up is you're we're midway to Mardi Gras now. It's kinda late to be implementing these changes. How do how do you answer that? Uh, we were very deliberate in trying to figure out what we needed to do to protect the public, and that, that's the time that it took. And let's answer the bigger question, Mayor Arsenault. Is it better if both Shreveport and Bossier are participants in this parade and we use, you know, the Bossier Parkway and the Clyde Fant Parkway and we try to do a, a cooperative agreement down the road? Is that the best answer, ultimately? Uh, it might be. My my impression is that the city of Bossier City is not willing to host the parade. Now, I know years ago, the, the parade used to start, I think, at Pierre Bossier Mall and mm-hmm. travel Airline Drive yep. and Barksdale Boulevard and then come over the bridge. Um, but then Bossier said, we don't want this lunacy anymore. And they put a stop to it. But from what I understand, is the is the current mayor, Tommy Chandler, amenable to uh, hosting the parades again? Uh, I have not discussed that with Mayor Chandler. Would you? Would you? Do you think you might? I'm um, I'm willing to enter into discussions. That that's a much more major change in uh, in route. It may be difficult. It may be that it would be better to have that discussion for 2025. Okay. This is a um, more of a off in the weeds legal question, but I'm told there's a new. Um, surety bond of some sort that is part of this new contract that if a float breaks down if there's a some sort of issues that they the the 
crews now would be under a, a, a tighter gun to get things back up and rolling. Um, is that part of this new deal as well? Is it something new? I'm not sure if it is. That is something new. And why was that, that needed? Uh, because we otherwise had no had no uh, immediate remedy. There are penalties for violations of the of the performance standards in the contract. What well, is the bond your... is there to make sure make sure that 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 uh, that that there are funds to pay for that? What is your message this morning, Mayor Arsenault, to the uh, hundreds and hundreds of members of these crews who are? Um, I mean, they're they're in a tizzy today about these proposed changes. What is your message to them primarily? These are changes that we felt were necessary for public safety, and that is the primary goal that that the city has to make sure that these parades, which are which are wonderful events, uh, we're glad to have them, but we have to make sure that we are doing everything we can to make sure they're safe. Shreveport Mayor Tom Arsenault. Well, we thank you for uh, coming on this morning and and, uh, talking with us about your thoughts on this. You bet. Thank you very much. Thanks. 1017. Back to the big stories of the day with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. (laughs) I think the mayor was expecting us to be. I don't know. Not sure. He 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 seemed he seemed short answered. Wasn't really ready to talk about this yet. I think they and I don't think the crews were ready for us to talk about this yet. I think they a crew of Gemini had a I mean Centaur had a meeting last night. Um, The crew of Gemini has one Thursday night, and they're um, well now they have now they have something to talk about. Boy, do they. Boy, do they. Man. Speaking of something to talk about, if uh, if you haven't left the house yet, avoid I-20. East and westbound. Ruben, did you say both lanes are are closed at the moment because of this yeah. wreck? Yeah, it, it looks like the truck tipped over and a lot of the stuff inside the truck ended up in the other lane. The truck crashed eastbound. And all the stuff in the road is on the in the westbound lane. He must have mm-hmm. like hit the divider, and, and he did. He trashed that divider, yeah. and I'm I have pictures in my phone, really good pictures. <laughs> and <laughs> it keeps saying message yet. failed to send, there's message a, failed to send. There's a debacle going on with him. Fix phone. my phone, Ruben. I don't know how to fix phone. Are you on <laughs> Wi-Fi? Because if you're on Wi-Fi right now, we don't have Wi-Fi in the building. Uh, maybe I'm on Wi-Fi. I need to. Can I? Is there a wire I can hook it up to? Sure. Something yeah, I don't know. Somewhere. It's oh, a mess a up there. They. Literally, when I came through, it's between Lakeshore and Greenwood Road, and they had a dumpster. They brought a dumpster in and put a dumpster on the freeway. They brought in portable lights so they could see. They had a bulldozer up there yeah, to clean scooper, up. With a big scooper on it, dumping all the stuff. And this is in the middle of the in interstate. The, yes, right. I have never seen that on a freeway. I've seen a dumpster maybe on the side of the freeway. No, they have this dumpster across two lanes of traffic. Uh, just last word, all lanes eastbound were blocked, and they were exiting you onto Greenwood. So if you're eastbound, you've got to get off the freeway. Uh, westbound, they still had one lane of the three open. 
So the two inside lanes were closed, but it's a mess up there. Yeah, yeah just and avoid that area. I saw tons of pallets. You saw some produce. Yeah, I think I think those little plastic boxes of berries that you get, I think they were blueberries or blackberries maybe. Mm, when yeah. I was coming off of I-49 getting onto westbound I-20, you know, that, in, that, it, that ramp is so high, I was able to see all the lights mm-hmm. flashing because it's still dark at that right. time. And so I got off on the um, uh, Lakeshore Drive exit and kind of bypassed it. So I didn't see all of the debris. Okay. And then and slipped back in just before Greenwood Road. Mm-hmm. So I, I was able to get through. Yeah. But I, so I didn't see all this stuff. But then I think later they ended up closing both lanes. Yeah, it's a mess. So it's I was a mess. fortunately able to get through. But just Definitely. avoid that. Mm-hmm. Coming up, uh, crew of Centaurs, Ricky Bridges going to join us at 740 with, uh, with uh, their thoughts on the proposed changes for Mardi Gras. Mike and McCarty, 101. Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Got more information on the crew of Centaur's response to the proposed uh, city's proposed changes to the Mardi Gras schedule and the parade routes. Uh, Ricky Bridges is going to join us just after the break. Mike and Let's get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. On the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline from the crew of Centaur, Ricky Bridges joining Mike and McCarty, 1017 FM, 710 Keel. Ricky, good morning. Good morning. Thank How are you. y'all doing? We're doing very well. Thanks for taking time Great. to uh, talk with us this morning. Not a lot problem. Of, lot of proposed changes. What's your initial yes, <laughs> What's your initial reaction? Well, we have a lot of unhappy people. <laughs> The mayor says uh, these are public safety issues. They're not financial issues, but they're public safety issues. Right. Well, I mean, I I envy Chief Smith. I mean, you know, I'm prior law enforcement. I just retired. I understand it. But, you know, it's I feel like, you know, they've worked this before. And, you know, why is it such a problem now? You know, the deal... We've been trying to get a meeting with them for the last three or four months. And when we met with the mayor, they said they had already been discussing this. Well, why not involve us in these discussions? And uh, that's what really kind of upsets me that, you know, we're not being involved with with these discussions going on. The, the mayor's talked about um, a shorter parade route an earlier start time for the crews of Gemini and Centaur. Um, which of those is the, the biggest problem for you guys? Well, it's like, say, it's, you know, if they keep getting earlier and earlier, and, you know, we have a problem, you know, we have to come downtown, we have to stage, and that takes time. And uh, the uh, the route change, I, I just don't, you know, you're moving a family area down to, to me, it seems like a, a worse situation, you know, trying to mix all those family people down with the stoner and on down further. To me, that creates a problem. So where, but, uh, where is the existing family area and where are they proposing to move it? The, uh, existing, I believe it's Veterans Park, they call it. And, okay. uh, it's between before you get to 
uh, I can't think right off the top of my head, but it's right there. It's called Veterans Park. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, sure. And they're going to move. They're moving it to the other side of Stoner. So and still on, got, the, still on the, the parkway. Yes, ma'am. You, uh, they're going to move the children's the family area and the. Y'all see the white tents are always right there. I believe that's the Tears Bureau. They're moving mm-hmm. them down there. So they're basically cutting out from Stoner back to downtown. The other issue, the big issue for your crew, the crew of Centaur, is changing your date. Um, yes, ma'am. What options have you been given, and why is this such a huge issue? Well, the options they gave us was, uh, I believe, January 27th, which is the Saturday before. And or they gave us an option of February fourth, which is the Sunday after our normal date. Why are those a problem? And, well, you know, you got people up one problem is January twenty seventh is Gemini's ball and that, that cuts our royalty out going to their ball and uh, so they'll be you know, having to get they'll be on a parade route. And uh it just you know, my I'm a, I, I listen to the mayor, and, you know, to me, it'd be easier to move the other parade and then instead of us. I mean, what are we talking? You know, we bring in probably at some time 150 to 200,000 people, and that parade doesn't generate that many people, and and I, I just don't understand why we have to move. You know, we've been here long, about the same time they have, and it just – my personal opinion, I feel like we're being pushed out. It's the last two or three years, it's always change, change, change. It's worked for years. Why change now? We're talking with Ricky Bridges with the crew of Centaur. Ricky, what would, um, if, if you get a meeting with city officials, with the police chief and with the mayor, what would you propose? What would your solution be? Uh, leave it alone. And, uh, you know, leave us alone and, and Jim and I and let's, you know, take this other parade. I mean, I wouldn't have a problem with working that parade in with us. Let them go before us. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you know, then us follow behind them. And uh, whether that's an option or not, I don't know. Now, you met with your um, float lieutenants, the leadership of your crew last night. Um, yes, ma'am. Did you take any action? Do you anticipate your board will take action? Uh, no. We, the main reason I had the meeting last night was, you know, everything was getting out, and I I wanted to be transparent with my lieutenants and, and our board. And basically, it was just an information to let them know what was being proposed. And uh, and I'm being – I think we were told that we're going to have another meeting with the city at some point. We don't know when, but – to discuss it further, I'm assuming. But uh, we had a lot, a lot of unhappy people. What are and your I, options I, now? I mean, could you say we're going to cancel this year's parade? We uh, that's not in the cards. I hope, but uh, I mean, I guess you can never say never. Have, <laughs> but, have you uh, approached? We don't want to do that. Have you approached Bo- uh, Bossier City Mayor Tommy Chandler or, or looked at moving it to the Arthur Ray Teague Parkway? We have not. This year, now we we discussed it. I think it was a year before last with them, and it was, the timing was not right. And that Reba McIntyre concert that kind of took precedent over because they had already booked that for the Brookshire's Arena, and but we have not lately. No, have not. Would be would be glad to do it.
What kind of impact do, do these parades have on our community? This is bigger than many of us realize. Is it? Is that oh, right? Yeah. Yes, ma'am. You talking for both parades? You're looking at around a twenty-two, twenty-three million dollar economic impact to the city. Wow. And yeah, exactly. What is the long-term answer to this? If the, they want the parades during the day, can y'all ultimately accommodate that one? Let's start there. Well, with us, I mean, I, you know, I can't speak for Gemini, but, you know, which myself and the captain of Gemini, Mr. White, so we've been talking hand-in-hand every day. And uh, the deal with us, you know, is we start decorating in April, <laughs> you know, right after the other parade. We start tearing down and regrouping and, and, you know, the big thing with us is the lights on the floats, mm-hmm. you know, and that, mm-hmm. it makes for a great parade and, and might as well just take them off if you're going to do a day parade. And it's not fair, you know, to us. The start at the stoner boat launch, um, the biggest objection to that is what? Uh, well, you're cutting out a mile and a half, two miles of our parade and, uh, you know, we we spend a lot of money with throws and and uh you know, you don't wanna get to the end of a parade and still sit, be sitting there with a boatload of beads still on the float. Well you can order well, you, you can, can order fewer. Or have y'all already ordered you money. Them. You save you money on having not having to buy as many throws. Well, we have a standard package that we set, you know, the members get every year and that it's we just we don't change that. But uh but it you know, there there could be some there's give and take, mm-hmm. but uh, it just it just seems like that, you know every year now it's it's something. Do you feel like you're kind of being strong armed here with this contract here with the, you know at Midway to Mardi Gras and now here's your new contract? Yes, ma'am. Because you know it's like I said, you know why didn't they include us in any of the prior discussions and we could have already had all this worked out, but you know they want to wait till. You know, we like I said, we begged for a meeting for the last two or three months, and we kept getting put off. And and uh, now that we did have the meeting, you know, here it is, August. You know, we're mm-hmm. already half floats are already, you know, being worked on, and plans have already been made. What? And, who? You know, who from the uh, parades was in the meeting last week with the mayor, the CAO, Shelly Ragel with Spar, and the others? How many crew members were in that that meeting? Just uh, for Centaur, just myself and uh, Brian Hammonds was with me. And then you had Mr. White with Jim and I and Patrick Gallagher, their parade person. That's the only crew members that was there. Mm-hmm. Did Did you feel like they weren't listening to you all at all during that meeting? Uh, I think they listened, but I think they had it in their mind that that's what this is what they wanted. And uh we just feel like that you know we didn't have a bargaining tool but uh like I say we're supposed to meet with them again and hopefully we can get this worked out and we just, you know we want the people just to hang with us and uh you know we want to bring a great parade to the city of Shreveport and uh and hopefully uh we'll get all this worked out Will your board be proposing any alternatives to what they have proposed? Any, let's compromise at a three o'clock start or let's back it up to, I mean, are there some, some compromise measures y'all are looking at? Uh, at this point, no. We just, you know, we, we won't have another board meeting until September and, uh, we're kind of waiting to see, 
you know, when they're going to come back and want to have another meeting. And that way we can discuss and tell them kind of way we feel. And, okay. and uh, you know, this was kind of just thrown on us. You know, we were kind of shocked, you know. Right. So but ultimately, the, regroup. if the city says, look, this is where this parade's going to start and this is what time, are, are you going to have to comply? Uh, we will probably have no choice, if, you know, if we want to have a parade. Yeah. Well, let's stay in touch. You know, I got your number. Yes, ma'am. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> yes, your ma'am. appreciate I'm, your time. I'm retired now, so you can call me. All right, <laughs> I appreciate it, Ricky Bridges with the crew of Centaur. Thanks for your time, sir. Ah, uh-huh. thank, thank you, you Ricky. What a one seven. Now more breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarthy on one oh one seven FM and seven ten Keel. By the way, if if you missed our conversation with uh, Mayor Tom Arsenault about the subject of Mardi Gras, we're going to replay that coming up at 840. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is he going to talk or no? Is I don't he, know. He, he, had, not, he hadn't replied. He's not sure yet. Um, he's uh, he's an executive with Centaur, and uh, he's, he's ruminating. I do want you to know the interstate. You know what it was? <laughs> You well, liar. I do now because I'm sitting in the room. Ruben lied. Sorry, I thought I, I was driving past. It was dark. <laughs> <laughs> just saw marbles on the road, right? I, I just saw those plastic containers, those little plastic fruit containers. I was happy because I thought it was blueberries or but something. But you didn't get any. Well, I was going to go back because then it will be wine. It, it's <laughs> grapes. Yeah. Literally. What did it say? My, I got a text from Chris Bordelon who said it is, let me quote him, estimated 80,000 pounds of grapes God. <laughs> spilled on the freeway. What a wow. waste. Wait till you see my is that pictures. 40 tons? Is that 40 That's, tons? I don't know what a ton grapes? is. 2,000 pounds? Driver was transported with non life threatening injuries. There was fruit all over the freeway and those wooden pallets all over the. They brought in a dumpster. They brought in a light, a big portable lighting fixture. They brought in a bulldozer to clean the interstate. I have never seen that. It was amazing. And you had crap, I mean stuff, all <laughs> hey. over the roadway. All over the roadway. And people were smishing, smushing grapes. I'm going to go up there and just lick the interstate. Yeah. <laughs> Stop <laughs> your whining. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That, that portion of the interstate's probably going to stink <laughs> like old wine for so, a while. I have a new line for your next traffic report. Are you ready? Sure, go ahead. Grapes of wrath on I-20. <laughs> Can you do that, Ruben? Sure, I'll get right on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're hoping to have it cleaned up by noon? noon is that is, what I heard? Noon is the projected time to have it cleaned up. It's It happened Guess what? About 11 p.m. That's crazy. So they've been up there all night cleaning up Stomping grapes. Stomping grapes. Yes. us. SPD grape stompers now. Man. <laughs> Daniel Turner. Who's Daniel Turner? He's been on Fox News. He's with Power the Future uh, battling this left-wing climate lunacy that's going on. Okay. I'm anxious to talk with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'll join us after the local news at uh, 8 o'clock. Mike M. McCarty, 101.7 FM, 710. 
101.7 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline this morning. Uh, changing gears just a wee bit. Uh, Daniel Turner is joining us. He's with uh, Power the Future. Uh, Daniel, first of all, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me on your program. Yes, sir. Thanks for uh, talking with us this morning. This I honestly feel one of the biggest threats to our company is the left-wing agenda, this climate agenda that's taken place. Uh, they couldn't pass the Green New Deal, so they repackaged it as the Inflation Reduction Act. Tell me about Power the Future and, and who you are and what your mission is. Yeah, I started this organization several years ago and we're active uh, across the country to push back on the on the radical green movement, the lies they tell, uh, and and the damage they do to particularly energy workers who are predominantly found in rural communities. Uh, I always tell people if 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 oil, gas, or coal workers were found in in New York City or San Francisco, those protesters wouldn't try to get their jobs removed or shipped overseas. But they're found in places like Shreveport, and they're found on the Gulf Coast, and they're found in the North Slope of Alaska. And our legislators have no problem making policy laws to destroy their jobs, their communities, their way of life. And then in the process, our national security, our overall national economy. And so I try to fight for those rural American energy workers uh, in the power circles of D.C. It doesn't seem like that fight is having much of an impact right now. Uh, what's, it gonna, what's it going to take to start winning some of those battles? It's frustrating. I, I, I hear you. My biggest hope is that the American people uh, don't have uh, short-term memory loss. And they can remember it was not long ago that we paid around $2 uh, a gallon for gas at the pump. I'm talking about 2019. Um, it wasn't that long ago that inflation was uh, over just over 1%. And eggs and milk and bread and all these things that we buy every day were not expensive. The reason why all of life is expensive right now is because we've made energy expensive. And everything in the world is either grown or manufactured or transported. And all of that requires energy. So I'm hoping to win the war. Americans vote with their pocketbooks and they say we, we can't afford this green agenda anymore because it's bankrupting us. And it is. So what now we know in order for things to change, we have to change the administration. Uh, Biden, he didn't, I've been told he didn't shut down production, uh, but he, he's, he's, his main goal is to kill the fossil fuel. Uh, um, I just went blank. Industry. Industry. Thank mm -hmm. you. I went yeah. blank on the word industry. Uh, to kill the fossil fuel industry. Uh, we've, yeah. who do you see as a, that as a, as a contender that you would like to support on the Republican side. Yeah, I, I hear that, that phrase a lot. Um, and the Biden team will say that, Hey, look, they didn't do anything, right? They'll, they'll just blame the industry itself. But, but all I can do is go back to again, the previous administration and point out something very clear when, when the oil and gas industry, and let's talk about them in particular, when oil and gas had a president and an administration that was favorable, and they would call Donald Trump, he's a shill of big oil. Well, look what they did. They produced more oil and gas for the greatest number of people at the lowest price point. We lowered emissions, um, um, and we saw more record job creation, more record revenue to the Treasury. So you scratch your head and say, wait a second, when the free market was allowed to work, it didn't pollute, it didn't steal. All these accusations of price gouging and corporate greed it's funny how all that happened when Biden became president, not when the big oil shill 
was president. So, you know, as an organization, we're a 501c4. We're nonpartisan. We can't endorse candidates. So I will refrain from answering your questions for legal reasons. I fear okay. the Biden I, I understand, IRS. right. But I, but I will tell you, the previous administration had energy policy rights, and we would welcome anyone who would just let the free markets operate. Because when they did, they did tremendous amount of good for this country, for families, for jobs, for the economy. Uh, we're talking with Daniel Turner, Power the Future. Uh, Daniel, can I ask you about uh, EVs? And sure. Tell me about the damage. People think these EVs are such clean energy because there's no emission from the vehicle, but there's so much damage to our to the to our resources to produce these batteries. Yeah. When it's it's a, such a great point. When I testified before Congress a little while ago, um, the House Ways and Means Committee, well, I made this exact point that we are not using fewer fossil fuels right now because we're, we're, we're pushing people towards EVs. We're just using fossil fuels differently. So yes, an EV does not use gas, but the amount of gas, the amount of fossil fuels needed to create that battery is actually more than the EV is pretending to offset. <laughs> oh so so studies show that you need at least 10 to 12 years of driving your EV 40,000 miles a, a year, roughly, you know, you know uh, 4,000 miles a year, you need a lot of time in your car to make up the difference. It's the same as saying, hey, look, we can, you know, buy this 30-year mortgage home, um, and at the 31st year, you live rent-free. But it's going to take you 30 years. Well, your EV is exactly the same thing. It's going to take you years to pay off the, the carbon credits or to start acc accruing those carbon credits. So when people say they're green or they're clean or they're renewable – and those are just political buzzwords, uh, and 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 it's really to be blunt, it's just a lie. Let me ask you a question that I, I struggle with here. We see California banning things like gas-powered lawnmowers and things like that. Yeah. Typically, and and this is, I guess, maybe a good sign or a bad sign. I don't know. Typically, things that happen in California eventually phase in across the country. Can we build a wall to stop that phase from coming? <laughs> yeah. I don't want the, I don't want those policies or do you are you afraid those are coming? I I am and this is where we need a uh, state and local engagement because there's no law that requires them from coming. Now of course the Biden administration wants to do things at the federal level, but that is a state law and and there's no reason why your current governor or whoever your pr next governor is going to be enacts that. And I, I tell people all the time, I have a sheep farm in rural Virginia. I weed whack miles of fence line on the regular. And I have used an electric weed whacker and I've used an electric leaf blower and, and, and chainsaw. And I've used a gas powered one. And anyone who does real farm labor, I'm not talking about your little tiny driveway, maybe in downtown New Orleans or in front of your, your, your car park. Uh, but anyone who has done real manual labor knows that the electric one's are just not any good, not for long-term, not for great distances. There's not enough power. So they don't last long enough. Exactly. Yeah. So why is the governor making us use them? And it, it reminds me also of when, when the president says Biden economics is working. And I say, well, you must not have bought milk anytime recently. Mm -hmm. anyone who has, so if you don't weed whack a fence line, if you're not working in your garden or driving a lawn tractor or you're not buying bread, then you are so removed 
from what is happening in this world. And that's that's not good when our policy decisions have no finger on the pulse of how Americans are living. Got to go vote, don't we? Yes, ma'am. Daniel Turner. Absolutely. Have to. Power the future. Look, thanks for talking with us this morning. Keep up the good fight. Thank you. Anytime. I'm happy to come back on your program. Good morning to y'all. Thank you very much. 101.7 FM, 710 Keel. Mayor Tom Arsenault uh, talks with us about the proposed Mardi Gras changes. If you missed that earlier this morning, we'll replay that at 840. Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 101.7 FM and 710 Keel. I want to sound like him when I grow up. Yeah. <laughs> David. What's it? Peter Moss. Mm-hmm. Pete Moss. Mm-hmm. Uh, which makes me laugh. Aaron, I'm looking at the extended forecast. Okay. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow, today, today is a nice cool day. Yeah. Get this, grab your sweater before you leave the house. <laughs> Only 98. Today. Sweet. Okay. Yes. Good. Going to hang outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, get stuff done. Tomorrow <laughs> starts a nine-day run of triple-digit temperatures. Uh, 102 tomorrow and Thursday, getting up to 103, 104 by Sunday. Uh, all through next week. All next week, according to this current forecast. All next week, triple digits, Monday through Friday. And no rain mentioned in there? Uh, The best possible chance is Thursday, the 17th, and Friday at about a 24%. I was so upset this morning because today we had a shot of rain. It was north of us. I'm I'm looking at the radar It looks like it was north of the state line. And I thought, oh, my gosh, I was so hopeful that we would get some rain. My crepe myrtles are like, hey, hey, help. Yeah, we're trying to water, and I'm wondering when they're going to stop us from doing that because there is a, and now, uh, individual parishes had enacted a burn ban, Mm -hmm. uh, but now the state fire marshal has enacted a statewide burn ban. Yes, absolutely. Uh, No fires, no burning, uh, Mm -mm. this debris that's being, you know, don't, don't try to burn your debris if it hasn't been picked up. Right. Uh, there are a few exceptions to the burn ban, uh, like little campfires, brief mm-hmm. small campfires, barbecue grills, right? things like that. But as far as burning, if you've got debris, uh, these big limbs and things, you cannot do that now. And they made their first pass through the city, the, the company that's picking up the debris, and now they're starting their second pass. You know, that's just down the road from us. Oh, yeah, they're loading it. Where they're the, taking it, down there. The, the city's new property is down there, their new home of Public Works. Yeah. And so that's where they're taking it. Now, and they're chopping it up. What was that? Because that's uh, a huge paved area. Was that the old Gould Battery plant? It was some sort of oil company, I believe. I'll have to look it up because I went out there and toured it. Um, and when, they, when the city was buying it, I went out there and took a bunch of pictures. And... Um, it's a really ideal spot for public works. It really is. It's got a garage. It's oh, got it's huge. A ton of space. But I, Reuben went by and, and said they are mulching up all this stuff. Yeah, I went by the other day uh, looking for you after uh, oh, my yeah. son came in town <laughs> and we went down thinking we were going to catch you going to uh, have breakfast. And I stopped and took some pictures of, mm-hmm. of that, that facility because all of the debris you can see and there's huge piles of 
mulch. Oh, there's a mountain of mulch over there. Yeah. It's, it's enormous. They might be monetizing that and turning that uh, into well, something they're good selling. for them. Which would be a great thing. And, yes. you know, that, that would save some money on their contract. But uh, they've still got more stuff. I saw a bunch. Of, and I'm still seeing dead limbs now hanging from trees. These are not live anymore. They're I got, dying. I got a couple in my backyard. And I, they're I just dangling. Yes. And I'm worried when those come down, what's going to happen? So, you know, I, I don't know. They're still dangling. And a, a big wind is going to blow some more limbs down. Just hopeful they don't blow on any power lines. Well, it doesn't look like we're going to have any big wind or any any rain anytime soon. Yeah. My mm. gosh. Uh I wonder what the longest stretch of triple-digit temperatures is. Gosh, I don't know. That's a long, long time. It's n- yeah, mm-hmm. I, I count nine days. And then it doesn't get much better. The Saturday, the ne- the coolest days in 98, oh. and then 97 by the 22nd. So oh, boy. Oh, still, it's going to be a mess. Yeah, we still got it in front of us. Absolutely. Mayor Tom Arsenault going to join us talking about uh, Mardi Gras changes. If you missed that conversation earlier, we've got that coming up at 840. 101.7 FM. Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 101.7 FM and 710 Keel. Shreveport Mayor Tom Arsenault going to join us on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline. Well, technically, he did earlier this morning explain the city's position on the proposed Mardi Gras changes. If you missed that, you don't want to miss it again. Coming up right after the break. Let's get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. 1017 FM, 710 Keo, Mike and McCarty. And on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline this morning, we are honored to have your honor. Shreveport Mayor Tom Arsenault joining us. Good morning, Tom. Good morning. Well, my first question is, uh, a lot of people are not happy about these proposed changes to uh, the upcoming Mardi Gras, uh, the, the two large parades, Centaur and uh, Gemini. What brought these changes about? Why, how did this get started? Uh, following the parade this year, uh, our police department raised public safety issues. The fire department raised public safety issues about the way that the parades were uh, handled and the way they went. And so we began meeting to determine ways to tighten up security. Are the contracts with Gemini and Centaur are they current? Are they already expired? What's the status of the city's contract with those two crews? Uh, it's time to have a new contract. Okay. The big, the three big proposals are yeah. Earlier, let's, let's talk earlier about start, some people may not understand what we're talking a about. A two thirty start for both Gemini and Centaur, starting them at the Stoner at Clyde Fant, and then there's some discussion about moving the date of the Centaur parade. Let's start with the earlier start, two thirty. That's so the parades are over by uh, nightfall, I guess, correct? That's correct. Okay. Is that, that's at the request of the police department then? That's correct. Okay. The move to the stoner boat launch start. Um, why is that necessary in your opinion? Uh, to reduce the number of police officers necessary to provide security. The route simply too long for them to man the whole route? It is. Okay. So we're the Shreveport Police Department is 140 officers short at the moment of of being correct. fully staffed. Who pays That's for the correct. security for the parades? Is it not the crew? 
No, the city pays for it. You pay for all the police overtime and all of that. For for Centaur and uh, for Centaur and Gemini, yes. Okay, the move of the parade, the crew of Centaur parade from the February third date. Um, why is that deemed necessary? There's already a parade scheduled for that day, and we are not able to handle two parades in the same day with the current staffing. Why not move the other parade? Because it is always the first Tuesday in February. Okay. And has been for 35 years. Got you. The Centaur Parade... Depend- the first Tuesday? No, no. He didn't... First... first it's the first Saturday in February. Okay. Okay. Sorry. I yeah. may have I may have misspoken, but it is the first Saturday in February. Okay. Eliminating the family zone from the parade route, is that something that's part of your proposal? No. Okay. Family zone will move. Where would the family zone go to? Between Stoner and Tree City. Okay. Um, this is one of those things that the, the crew of Centaur, the crew of Gemini... They put a lot of time, effort, money, and they're saying you're cutting a mile, a mile and a half out of their parade, uh, so it may not even make it worth their while to roll the parade. Or do you do you feel like the parades could be in jeopardy with these changes? Not at all. You're not talkative today. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Tom, Tom, we're not the enemy. We promise. <laughs> would you? Would you? No, I just I, I don't I don't believe these are. I don't believe these are these are reasonable changes. The changes are based upon experience, not he, not just here, but in places like Lake Charles and Lafayette. A great deal of effort went into trying to decide this, as opposed to moving the route. Uh, there were a lot of other suggestions that were made that we thought were a whole lot more drastic and chose not to do. When you look at the numbers, and I can only imagine this is where it's all stemming from, when you look at the numbers... Your reports of crime and incidents and et cetera go up dramatically after darkness. Is that accurate? That's, that's accurate. And, and and part of that is because people begin setting up and frequently begin drinking very early in the day. And we would like to cut some of that out. If you, I know you're a lawyer and you may not want to answer this one, but if you had 140 officers on staff, you had a full staff, um, would we be talking about these changes today? Uh, the only change that I think we would be talking about if we had a fuller staff and, and really could staff this might be the, the uh, shortening of the route. Is there a possibility of recruiting off-duty officers, officers from Bossier City, uh, the sheriff's, I mean, obviously the sheriff's department is going to help, uh, you know, other officers from other departments in the area. Is there, could, could we uh, boost up our force that way? Um, we would be delighted for Bossier City to help sponsor the parades by providing, uh, by providing officers uh, for the parades, but I don't see that happening. And uh, we already uh, use sheriffs uh, sure, to, right. to do it. So I, I, we do not see that as a viable option. What about using uh, state troopers to come in to help? Is that an option or are they too expensive? I know they charge more for their off time, off duty. Uh, we haven't examined that possibility, but I doubt that, that it, it is financially feasible. These are public safety issues. They're not financial issues. Okay. 
Um, will changes be proposed for other parades, um, Crew of Highland, any, any of the others? Are, are we just talking Gemini and Centaur at this point? Some of the changes will apply to all the parades. Ah, like 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 I know Crew of Highland is a really large parade. Are there proposed changes for the Crew of Highland parade, which is usually on Sunday? There will be. It's a it's a unique situation because it comes through neighborhoods, right? And we have to make we will have to make some changes there as well. But they are um, they already they already roll during the daytime. Tom, there's so, uh, sorry, Mayor Tom Arsenault. We're, some people have said that the proposed date for Centaur uh, might even be on the date of the Gemini Ball. Um, are you looking it at is, that? No, we're not looking at that. We gave we gave Centaur an option of that date or a Sunday roll on the fourth of February, uh, which would not conflict. And we also suggested that they had another date that would work that we would be consider we would be happy to consider that. Okay. The other question is coming up is you're we're midway to Mardi Gras now. It's kinda late to be implementing these changes. How do how do you answer that? Uh we were very deliberate in trying to figure out what we needed to do to protect the public and that that's the time that it took. And let's answer the bigger question, Mayor Arsenault. Is it better if both Shreveport and Bossier are participants in this parade and we use, you know, the Bossier Parkway and the Clyde Fant Parkway and we try to do a, a cooperative agreement down the road? Is that the best answer ultimately? Uh, it might be. My my impression is that the city of Bossier City is not willing to host the parade. Now, I know years ago the, the parade used to start, I think, at Pierre Bossier Mall and mm-hmm. travel Airline Drive yep. and Barksdale Boulevard and then come over the bridge. Um, but then Bossier said, we don't want this lunacy anymore, and they put a stop to it. But from what I understand, is the is the current mayor, Tommy Chandler, amenable to uh, hosting the parades again? Uh, I have not discussed that with Mayor Chandler. Would you? Would you do you think you might? Um, I'm willing to enter into discussions. That's that's a much more major change in uh, in route. It may be difficult. It may be that it would be better to have that discussion for 2025. Okay, this is a um, more of a off in the weeds legal question, but I'm told there's a new um, surety bond of some sort that is part of this new contract that. If a float breaks down, if there's a some sort of issues that they the the crews now would be under a a, a tighter gun to get things back up and rolling. Um, is that part of this new deal as well? Is it something new? I'm not sure if it is. That is something new. And why was that, that needed? Uh, because we otherwise had no had no uh, immediate remedy. There are penalties for violations of the of the performance standards in the contract. What the is bond your... is there to make sure make sure that 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 uh, that that there are funds to pay for that. What is your message this morning, Mayor Arsenault, to the uh, hundreds and hundreds of members of these crews who are, um, I mean, they're they're in a tizzy today about these proposed changes. What is your message to them primarily? These are changes that we felt were necessary for public safety. And that is the primary goal that that the city has to make sure that these parades, which are which are wonderful events, 
Uh, we're glad to have them, but we have to make sure that we are doing everything we can to make sure they're safe. Shreveport Mayor Tom Arsenault. Well, we thank you for our coming on this morning and, and uh, talking with us about your thoughts on this. You bet. Thank you very much. Thanks. Now more breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. We need to hurry. I need to go collect some grapes. I, I was just about to say I'm on the bike. <laughs> so I'm going to ride up there real quick. They're I can slip through. I can slip through yeah. areas on the bike. <laughs> that is an amazing spill on the freeway. If you're just getting up, just tuning in, um, I-20 there between Lakeshore and Greenwood Road, an 18-wheeler was involved in a monster crash last night about 11 p.m. and spilled 80,000 pounds of grapes. On the freeway. Now, isn't 80,000 pounds, isn't that like the maximum weight limit for trucks? That's what a trucker sent me, said that would be right at the max. So they might have been, you know, if it's eight, then they don't know. That's just an estimate from SPD on how many pounds of grapes. Look, Mike, you can see well, the his, pictures at keelnews.com. His manifest may have said, you know, I was, this is what I was hauling. It it, it was, there was debris everywhere. There were the wooden pallets. There were those little um, crates that the grapes come in, you know, those plastic crates strewn all over the roadway, both east and westbound. Have we heard on condition of the driver? We have. The driver was taken to the hospital, and I am told uh, that he is going to be okay. Non-life-threatening oh, injuries. So we can make grape jokes then. I guess it's okay to make okay. grape jokes. Yeah, it's just... I don't want to joke about it if, if somebody got seriously hurt. A lot of people that were stuck in traffic were whining up their bad. <laughs> Come on, can we keep them up? Yuck, yuck, yuck. It's the grapes of wrath on I-20. Can we keep going? Uh, Mel Tillis stomping them grapes. Do you yeah. have that, Ruben? Have that someplace? I'll look it up, yeah. <laughs> Today's the day it's okay for SPD to stomp on suspects. Whoa, no, that's whoa. not good. No, that's not good. No, no. no. What, edit what? that. Edit that out, Ruben. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, uh, it's just a mess up there, and hopefully they'll get it cleaned up by noon. That's their but goal. But that guy that's about half mile back stuck in the traffic is not uh, laughing at us right no. now. No. And they <laughs> shut down. Funny. I got they, a meeting in Longview. I don't know. They sh they literally shut all eastbound traffic down, and you were having to get off at Greenwood Road and then hop back on. Uh, westbound traffic was still flowing, but only in one lane. Look, if you're if you're just tuning in, they brought dumpsters to the scene and put dumpsters on the freeway in the middle of the freeway. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're, not they're, on the side of the road, and not like the little piddly ones, the huge red ones, that, big that dumpsters go on the back of trucks. Yeah, and like then a they, roll off, <laughs> big ones. And then they brought a looks like a bulldozer. That to help scoop a up front all end the loader? yes, oh, yeah. okay, to scoop up the pallets because there was tons of pallets spilled. They brought in portable lighting, you know, the, right. the lighting that you would I bring to an that. event, right? I did and see they that. Lit it all up so they could clean it up. I don't. Who do you call to clean up grapes on the freeway? Is that <laughs> um, is that Public Works? Is that yes. DOTD? Who who is who gets that call at you know eleven o'clock at night? Hey, we got eighty thousand pounds of grapes on the freeway. Um, let's see. That's the guy that scrapes up the dogs, the dead dogs from the freeway. Uh, let's see. That's uh, Spar. I don't know. Who do you call for that? 
I, I would assume DOTD would take care of that. I would That's, hope they have yeah. crews to do that because I saw a lot of guys out there. They were picking up that whole rig was just everything, and it was spewing all over. Spoon's not a word, is it? I, well, I, you, I, uh, I <laughs> when you said that, I was like, well, that's new. <laughs> over east and westbound, it's just a mess. Hopefully, they'll have it up, up and back going by noon. Tomorrow, Richard Nelson, candidate for governor, going to join us, as will Shane Gibson, a new candidate for Caddo Parish Sheriff. Oh, boy. Going to join us tomorrow. Mike and McCarty, 101.7 FM, 710 Keel.